Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But take your browser over to supertalktv.com where you can watch good things. You'll seem I'm not alone, and I'm not in the studio today. We are live in downtown Cleveland celebrating the beautiful display of 50 nights of lights. There's over a million lights that have transformed Cleveland. And I'm with my favorite favorite person here, Becky Now. She's the chair of 50 Nights of Lights and serves on Tourism Commission Board of Directors and one of my favorite people. So well, it's good to be back. Well, thank you. Welcome back. I was trying to think. I think this is my third year here for 50 Nights of Lights, uh, which means that this is like half of my good things career. I've been coming to, to 50 Nights of Lights. Well, that's awesome. We're honored. Right, well, I'm honored to be here every year. And every year you come and you think you remember what it looked like from the last year. And then as soon as you turn down to the main street of the square here you recognize man there's just so much work that goes into it and something new to see every year so what's new this year well we've got seven new displays this year we've got a santa claus with an american flag oh cool and we've got a huge ornament uh that's right behind this tree behind us it's a great place to take pictures Mm -hmm. we have a nurse petting a dog we have a new 14 foot red tree and we have um, a snowman smoking his corncob pipe. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let him keep the secrets on yeah, what's in his pipe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And we have uh, a soccer Santa and a fishing Santa. I think those are our seven new ones this year. Which is neat because you all don't necessarily dictate what's going to be new. It's the people who want to... Uh, sponsor them that sort of come up with the ideas, correct? Or is it kind of It's a combination of both. We have uh, items that we would like to have that kind of fit our themes, but then if we have people that want a custom uh, display, we work with them and the company to get that worked out. Because that's the unique thing about 50 Nights of Lights is this is a community effort. They buy into it literally. They kind of have their stake on uh, the row of lights here that represents, you know, their buy into what 50 Nights of Light brings to Cleveland. Absolutely, and it wouldn't be possible without the donors. Uh, they actually make a donation to the Cleveland Development Foundation and purchase the display and donate it to the city. And it's also available to do a display in memory of someone or in honor of someone. 
How long have you been doing 50 Nights of Light now? This is our sixth year. Ah, so twice as, as long, long as you've been here. <laughs> that's okay. As we move forward, then we'll, we'll always have this relationship longer Th- than it's been. That's right. You know, half our time or whatever it may be. And if, did you know that it would grow six years ago? I know this was kind of your idea to sort of start something unique. We, we, knew, we knew it would grow, but we had no idea that it would grow this fast. I mean, we have gotten within two or three years... Yeah. Uh, we got to where we wanted to be, That's and then obviously things. it's you know it's pretty full, <laughs> but we can always find a spot to put something else. What is the length of it? It's a mile. If you oh. walk the walking trail, the full length of the walking trail, make the loop and come back. It's a mile. So that's how many? So how many displays do we have total now, Becky? We have over 160 displays and over a million lights. I was going to say, so you hand count them every. I haven't had counted, but we do have a count. When you order one, it tells you how many lights are on there, how many you're paying for. Who has to go around and check to make sure they're all lit and there's not one that sort of ruins it for everybody? Well, uh, the public works. We would not have this without Mm -hmm. the public works department. There are four guys that that I'd like to to give a shout-out to, Trey, A.B., Javon, and we lost one of our, our mm-hmm. key guys, uh, Jared Horn, was a public works employee who passed away last um, May. And a- actually, the red tree we have, it's a 14-foot red tree. The public works employees bought that in memory of him. That's so, awesome. But they are they love this project, and it's, it's a ton of work to transport them and put them up. But they do that. And it, when we put them up, we check the lights. Mm-hmm. And then we have a couple test nights, and we have some volunteers from the community, and we walk with our different colored bulbs, and we check. And a lot of times they just need to be screwed in, but we have to... So it's not the the, technology has come such a long way for Christmas lights in general from what you see behind us here at 50 Nights of Lights or if you just in your own home where if one went out, the whole tree didn't go down. Could you imagine? (laughs) I cannot imagine. (laughs) We wouldn't be able to do this if it were that way. No, absolutely. But uh, but you're able to do this and it's able to keep growing. And I would assume over the last six years, just from like an economic perspective, Impact. I'm sure the first year was impactful, but now I've even had friends. I was sharing. I was headed to Cleveland for 50 Nights of Lights. Friends back in Central Mississippi. That oh, it's my favorite thing to do. Or you know, we go every year. We take the kids, and so it feels like it's grown. Like the the crowd's grown over the last. Six it years. absolutely has. <clears throat> and the goal of this was not not you know for the people of Cleveland to enjoy, but for us to become a destination place for people to come to Cleveland, see the lights, spend the night. We've got two wonderful boutique hotels here the cotton house and the lyric and you know shop and dine while you're here and it's become such a it's a family oriented event puts you in the christmas spirit and it's a it's a fun thing to do and it's not far at all over lunch uh, at hojo's which we got to meet the owner a couple years back here on good things i don't think it was last year but maybe the year before um we were talking about how cleveland really is centrally well maybe not centrally located so that may not be the right word but from a hub perspective you're only about two hours from memphis two hours from Jackson, you mentioned an hour and 40 minutes from Oxford. So you get the sense that it's easy to come in, stay a weekend, and sort of easy, you know, to go on home. It's an easy vacation, uh, weekend getaway. Yeah, yeah, or a day trip, too. Yeah, a day um, trip as well. Yeah, so. So when did the lights come on? Because it's 50 nights. I assume you stick by the 50 nights, or if you go a little over, nobody's counting. Well, it's 50-ish. It's really (laughs) 50-plus, because we turn them on the second Saturday in November that coincides with our Christmas open house houses downtown and they stay on until the first of the year depending on when the first falls Uh, the city 
worker, public works will start taking them down the first week of January. Now, so. speaking of your open house and on Main Streets, you guys do something a little bit special here in Cleveland with your uh, displays, following your social media, sort of seeing what the buzz is all about. It feels like y'all up the ante every year and bring it back home to what it used to be like, which was window window shopping, as they would call it. You would stroll down your Main Streets, you would look at the lights, you would get to sort of window shop. And Christmas was always a time where storefronts really took the advantage to decorate. Y'all? Y'all do that pretty well here. We do. All of the, the buildings are lined with white lights, and the windows, there's a, a big competition. I mean, it's like being walking the streets of New York City because uh -huh. they go all out on decorating their Who windows. Won? Well, there were three different winners. Um, let's see, Cleveland Fresh won, Cat, and H Squared. And they they didn't have a first, second, third. They had three different categories. So gotcha. Had, I think I think our our judges or or the Chamber of Commerce got smart and didn't want to upset anybody in first, second, or third because they're all good. So they no, had, they are they're all they had three different yeah. categories. So well, the three winners. I love that. And when you have your small business owners who are obviously taking pride in the community to hope to have their their business there, but then to watch them take the next step because that takes time, energy, and resources to sort of transform their front window and to sort of put the creativity into it you recognize they're effortlessly buying into what's going on here there's like a there's sort of a sense of we want to do this for cleveland we want to do it for the tourists they enjoy it there it's, it's palpable you can sort of feel it here yes you can it, it's it's like one big family and we have a lot of local people uh our whole downtown is local people have invested in our community. Which we were walking past um, down the downtown. You mentioned a store that had uh, since moved out of a smaller and into a larger. Do you see that a lot here where they outgrow maybe their storefront and then they have to sort of upgrade? There have been a couple of examples of that yeah. uh, where they've more than tripled their size, which and, is a good thing. Isn't that a good thing? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And <laughs> then it opens the door for somebody new to come in and sort of get their, you know, their Main Street uh, storefront idea up and going. And two, talking about what to do here. You mentioned there's always something going on. There's always something to sort of make a destination out of Cleveland. And people can come and see the lights, yes, but then it's all the other good that goes with it. So what would be some of the entertainment around just the light other than the lights for people to come and see well tonight is our annual christmas parade it was supposed to have been last night but the weather Mother nature postponed it till tonight uh tomorrow night thursday night at the bologna performing arts center is the million million dollar quartet will be it, it's for a, a christmas lights, program a quartet for every light that's exactly <laughs> and monday night at grammy museum mississippi is have yourself a delta little christmas which is a fabulous annual christmas program this year it features trisha walker the beaufort sisters the cahoma county community college mm -hmm. choir and a surprise guest you always got to keep um, something a little surprise and, right um, on thursday nights we're having farmers bakers and makers markets Oh, I love so that. There's a little farmer's market with a little expanded. And I know whoever does your Main Street or your Cleveland, Visit Cleveland um, Facebook pages does a really good job of keeping updated with all the things that are going on here. But you don't go anywhere because we've got more for you coming from Cleveland coming up next. Wake up just before daylight.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? Welcome back to Good Things. You don't forget, you can watch us. We are over at supertalktv.com. We are live in downtown Cleveland. We're celebrating their beautiful display of 50 nights of lights. There's over a million lights that have transformed Cleveland into a winter wonderland. And you get a chance to see them between now through January the 1st. And joining us now on Good Things is Maddie Bingloff. That was perfect. Chair of Team Cleveland Main Street Program. He's also a member of Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, and he's the owner of Delta Dairy. But, Maddie, I want to start with how you got to Cleveland. I love this story. So so how did you and your wife make it down here to Mississippi and Cleveland? Sure. So I actually met her here in the Delta. Um, Her dad grew up between Tunica and Belzona and a little bit of the Arkansas Delta. Uh And so she'd been coming here her whole life growing up in the summer times, but... After college, I decided I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I thought I might try and give back. And so I joined Teach for America, and I taught middle school math for two years in Mariana, Arkansas. And then after I taught for a couple years, I went to work for the organization. They said, you can live wherever you want in Delta, but you're going to be on the road all the time. So Cleveland was an easy choice because we have so much going on here. Uh It's right in the middle, and they're such nice people. Well, I think that's really cool, and that you chose Cleveland. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you have to grow up in the Delta to love the Delta. I don't think that's true. I think once you meet the people and get to know the towns, you can feel right at home there and make it your home, which I know you have definitely done. You've also given back in terms of invested in the city, so you're the owner of Delta Dairy. That sounds delicious. So what is Delta Dairy? So we're a local hometown ice cream, frozen yogurt, Italian ice shop. Um, it's self-served like a lot of other places you may go to, but we also have a lot of products that we make ourselves. We make our own ice cream sandwiches. We do a lot of other value-add things that are really fun. Um, depending on the time of year, you can pick some up in Oxford and Clarksdale, too. Oh, cool. But, uh, yeah. So do y'all make, um, you actually make it, like, uh, in the shop? Yeah, so we bake a lot of cookies, yeah. uh, and then we, by hand, we take those cookies, we put them into the machines to pour out the ice cream, just like you would soft-serve. We freeze them, we bag them, and then we're good to go. Of all the things that you could have brought to downtown, when you're walking through the wonderful shops here and you're seeing all the different storefronts, what made Maddie go, you know what's missing? A dairy shop. Ice cream shop. Yeah, so we love ice cream, my wife and I, and whenever we would travel on the weekends, we'd always love to go somewhere and grab some ice cream, you know, at night or on Sunday as you're headed home. And so we felt like that was really needed in Cleveland and also somewhere that, you know, college students, teenagers could hang out at and be safe and just have a good time. What better way to do that than with some ice cream? Absolutely. You also mentioned, Maddie, that there's a lot to do here in Cleveland. You said that was one of the reasons why you chose it as as your home. So what all is going on here that maybe people don't recognize? Sure. I mean, we have Delta State University, so there's always stuff going on on campus. We've got the Bologna Performing Arts Center, um, which really punches above its weight. Like, we've had the Avett Brothers here. We've had John Prime. We have really big acts, for I think, for a town the size of Cleveland. We always have great programming over there. There's lots of awesome student activities. And then the town's just really active, too. Main Street puts on a lot of great programming downtown. 50 Nights of Lights, which is why you're mm-hmm. here, just brings out a lot of people. gets a lot of excitement going on. It's great for businesses. Store owners say they do a lot more in revenue, which is great for our tax base. Yeah. It's bringing people here. They love it. And so you know, between that and other organizations like Cleveland Boring, Hey Joe's has lots of concerts. We've got Deep Roots Delta Concert Series. So 
you know, for a town of our size, we really punch above our weight, and we get people traveling here from all over. I love the um, Keep Cleveland Boring. In fact, uh, the owner of Hey Joe's um, came on Good Things a couple years ago. Justin came on the radio? Yes, he did. <laughs> and we did. We, we were kind, and we walked him through it, and he didn't <laughs> die. And, every, you know, he's, he, I've had no one die on me yet, including Justin. And he brought me my Keep uh, a coffee mug that says Keep Cleveland Boring. I thought that was so much fun and poke fun at the fact that it's completely opposite yep. here. Y'all are anything but boring. There's something going on every night of the week it feels like so now that you've kind of made it home do you have a different perspective of seeing what this type of event or the 50 nights of lights does for the city in terms of bringing folks in because at once it feels like it, you started an event to bring the community together which i think is cool and then at a certain level the event then becomes the city's offering to everybody else to come into their home, if that makes sense. It's Absolutely. kind of like a transition of what the event has become. Have you sort of witnessed that over the years? Sure. I mean, I think each year, you know, Becky and her team does something each year to make it bigger and better. So there's always something new to come back and look at. But I think that what makes it really fun is it's become a tradition for a lot of people. And so, as you said, each year, more people add that tradition to their, you know, their holiday season. And so... We see a lot of locals. It's great. We want to serve our, you know, Cleveland Bolivar County uh, community. But then we see surrounding Delta counties, and then we see people come from Memphis and Jackson and Dallas and Nashville and all over, making you know Cleveland a weekend in Cleveland a holiday tradition, which is great for you know, those people visiting and enjoying Cleveland. But it's really great for us here in Cleveland too, because it's fun to be a destination. It's fun to be a town that people are excited about. I, I feel that, and you know, hospitality. We are the hospitality state for a reason, or we're called that, I think, for a reason. And I think it's really cool when you have one of these events that just grows beyond your own borders to watch those small towns come together and say, all right, it's like we're hosting, you know, a big dinner party and we're all coming together and we're going to do our best to make our town, you know, be as open, as welcoming as possible. And then the floodgates come in. And I mean, then, that's the Delta yeah, in general, but it's, you're that right. Is the Delta, that is definitely whole, yeah. the de Delta in the general. Okay, so there's, I think there's 160, I think that's what Miss Becky said, um, uh, things on the 50 Nights of Lights. Do you have a favorite, Maddie? Um, I really love the tree. It's you know, right behind us. I know looking it's at the, Super the, Talk it's TV. the easy pick, but I just love it. And you know the ceremony of lighting it up each year. Um, and Lucy Janice, who was such a you know important person in this community, her family really supporting that to kick this off when we really got 50 Nights of Light started. I think it's a great tribute. So, do you walk it every year? Do you drive it every year? Do you have like your own traditions with it? So, I mean, like a lot of people, I think I use it as, as an excuse to get friends and family to come visit. And yeah. so I'll find myself multiple times throughout the 50 Nights of Lights taking friends and family and walking around. And then sometimes we just do it ourselves, too. What would you recommend if someone was going to make um, a trip to Cleveland, maybe for the first time this holiday season, particularly coming up? I mean, it won't be long and schools will be out and you'll have two weeks to know what to do with those little critters, to get them in a car and come up here and let them roam. What, how would you, what would be your checklist of things you must do? If maybe you're only here, let's do a day trip i think you should always make it an overnight because i think there's a lot of fun stuff ah, going look on, at you i like how you did that and you can stay right here downtown too because our hotel's only is brand new it's only a couple years old uh -huh. but um you know i think it's a win-win for everybody because there's tons of stuff for kids to run around and do our train museum has awesome programming there's always exciting stuff going on at delta state there's also the planetarium but for parents too for adults there's amazing places to go eat and drink there's tons of amazing shopping and so what I would do is I'd get here pretty early, um, walk around downtown, visit Delta State, check out the Grammy Museum, um, and then maybe split up into teams, people who want to shop, people who want to explore a little bit more, maybe grab a burger and a beer at Hey Joe's, um, grab dinner at Delta Meat Market, 
Um, unfortunately, we closed in the winter at Delta Dairy, so you're not going to be able to get yourself an ice cream sandwich. I was just going to say, serve up some ice cream. We're, we're back in February every year, and so you'll have to come back and make a second visit for that. Oh, man, that's okay, because I was going to say, if I was going to go in and be a first-timer, but if I come back in February, because I'm sure there'll be something else going on in Cleveland to come back and get ice cream for, or you can just come back for the ice cream, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, what, how would you, what would be your order? I'd probably go with our original chocolate chip ice cream sandwich. It's a little salty, so the salty and the sweet's really nice. But we usually have a, at least 12 different kinds. And so, you know, if chocolate's your thing, we've got plenty of chocolatey things. If you prefer something that's maybe strawberry or lemon, we've got something for you, too. How cool is it to watch people come in your shop, I'm sure, day in and day out, and you just can't have a bad day if you have soft serve? It's really fun. You know, I've always wanted to have my own small business. It was really my wife that pushed us to go ahead and do this together. But... Being a, like an owner-operator, especially something like ice cream where you get to come in and interact with your customers and children, old people, adults all around, it's just really fun to bring a smile to their face and have that interaction and, you know, not just, you know, make a living so that you can support yourselves and your family, mm -hmm. but also, you know, bring some joy to other people. You mentioned about being the small business owner here on Good Things. We really drive home the fact that, you know, our main streets, whatever that looks like in your community, it may not be called Main Street, but your downtown area. I mean, those uh, individuals have made the choice to, you know, invest within your zip code, within your um, area code or what, however you want to look at it. And the importance of just stopping by on a Sunday afternoon to get ice cream, even if it's kind of, you know, not, not in your tradition or you don't do it every week, what that means to the owner and giving back to the community. So what does it mean to you when people make it uh, kind of their own little family tradition for Delta Dairy to be a part of that? Selfishly, we get a lot of joy out of it. But it's That's also fair. just a fun thing for the community. And, you know, your small locally owned businesses, they're the ones that are supporting the local sports teams. They're the ones that are donating to the local charities, helping out at the mm -hmm. schools. Not that, you know, other corporations aren't. But when it's local and it's personal, you get so much more of that. And, you know, statewide, our, our Main Street program does a really amazing job of supporting our local organization and organizations all over the state, um, both in terms of training and different types of support. And so it's nice that we have that so that we can focus on, you know, making our downtowns unique and different because that's what's going to keep bringing people here to live here and to visit. You know, strip malls and, and big suburban areas just ain't going to do it. No, and it just doesn't have the charm. And I love the fact, too, like Becky mentioned, the Public Works uh, team that puts this up. And one thing, even if you don't make it to 50 Nights of Lights, which you should, but if you have lights up in your community or there, you have a lighting of a tree ceremony or you have a Christmas parade, just be mindful, intentional that a lot of people came together to put that kind of stuff on for for you, for where you live, for it to be a little bit more magical during uh, this time of year. Because you guys start working on this, man. Many months ago. A long time ago. And our city workers are really kind, amazing people. They're not just out there working hard. They're working yeah. out there with a smile. They're friendly to folks. And so I hope that everyone goes out, out of their way as much as they can to appreciate them. Are you going to be in the Christmas parade tonight? I won't, but I'll be out there celebrating. You'll be out there catching candy? Uh, maybe not catching candy, but you know, cheering on the parade. Oh, you, le you leave that for the kids? That's I fine. eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> but you've got till February, so your New Year's resolution. You can't make that yeah, a New know, Year's I resolution know, know. just yet. Maddie, I appreciate your time. You guys stick with us. We've got plenty more good things coming out of Cleveland coming up next.
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. can watch good things we are on your computer or your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com you'll see a beautiful tree behind me that's because we are continuing live from downtown cleveland we are celebrating their beautiful display of 50 nights of lights there's over a million lights that have truly transformed cleveland into a winter wonderland you can get out and see them it's free you have now until january the first you can walk the trail you can drive the trail uh, but we're going to learn a little bit more from eric kelly who's joining us he serves on the tourism commission board of directors you serve on on Teen Cleveland Main Street Board of Directors. You serve on Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors. Eric, I'm going to get tired. You're City of Cleveland Volunteer Fireman. You're owner of the Warehouse Restaurant. And this is my favorite one. Your husband of Haley. <laughs> Yes. Uh, who owns uh, H Squared uh, here downtown as well. So welcome actually in person this year. It's glad to be here. I'm glad to be here in person this year. Because last year, take us back, you called in to good things while we were here with 50 Nights of Lights, and you were in snow. I was in snow. I was in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. We were picking up a fire truck. That's right. And uh, I was dodging snowballs from all my <laughs> fireman friends. Well, there's no snowballs here in downtown Cleveland, although I think if you give Becky enough resources, she'll figure out a way to get a machine in here. We're working on it. You probably are working, working on it. On it. Uh, so what does it mean for you, Eric, as a business owner, as a volunteer fireman, just as someone who's connected into the city this time of year? Do you get excited? Do you get nervous? What's it like when 50 Nights of Light comes around? Oh, I, I just love it. You know, I've got two small children right now, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and it's just magic for them. All of this... Uh, and I'm soaking up every minute of it. This is nothing I've never been able to experience before. It is something different when you yeah. become a parent to watch the holidays through their eyes because they, they catch the magic. They don't miss a light bulb. They don't miss any of it. And if you can slow down enough, it's it's truly magical. It does. I've, I've always just sped. I mean, this entire year has passed since we last talked. But mm-hmm. when the kid's around, it all slows. I mean, it's just so nice just to be able to experience with them. So. How is it? Okay, so where is the warehouse connected to uh, in terms of downtown? You're a little more so off the... I'm warehouse district where Hey Joe's is located, uh-huh. Cut Works, and Mosquito Burrito. We're right on the other side of that, right on Sharp Avenue. So I'm just north of Howie 8. Is it neat to watch, because you come to work every day, and then to sort of watch this downtown Main Street area slowly transform into what we see now? Yes, it is fun. I love, like, because you start getting the Christmas spirit way sooner and you get to enjoy it for so much longer, uh, just seeing everybody setting the Christmas lights up. And I mean, I've been playing Christmas music in my truck for about two weeks now. So. You're my kind of guy. Oh, you're the gonna make a lot like of people it in the happy. Morning, I like to sing in the car. So. Oh man, yes. Uh, you, we, we just made a lot of folks really angry. They feel like very strongly that Christmas music didn't start until either tomorrow, so I mean, either say December the fifteenth. But I'm holding out with you, Eric. I think it should be played. Whatever you feel like, you just need a little pick me up. But of course, I know your lights come on. I think uh, around somewhere in the mid-November or right whenever it gets started. So why not go ahead and hop in and get on that uh, Christmas spirit? So are you Cleveland? born and raised or did you choose cleveland as home uh well i didn't choose cleveland i was did cleveland I, I kinda, choose you i think so i just kind of fell in here I, I came to cleveland kicking and screaming i think uh so where's home like where so was- I'm, i grew up in Edabena, mississippi okay uh, so not far from here not but far i i never intended to stay in mississippi you know and you're of young course you don't. Grow up here. 
I'm going to move away and do something. Uh-huh. And uh, I ended up at Delta State, and I loved Cleveland. Uh, just I'm, I met my wife here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just started our businesses here, and I'd, I'll never leave. So who started it first, her with H Squared or you with the warehouse? So H Squared, she started H Squared first. Uh, we actually met at the warehouse. Her parents owned it. Uh, we worked there together for years, and uh, I worked for her dad in construction for about a decade. And uh, we started having children, so I needed to do something different, be a little more available, mm-hmm. not travel so much. So we ended up buying the restaurant. And That's a little bit different animal than... A little I'm bit. S- I thought I was retiring. No. <laughs> so. No, you got a whole other animal there. But but it's one, it's a heartbeat of a community, whether it's the small business storefront, which what, what does H Squared sell? Everything. So we're, uh, you know, cosmetics, ladies wear, swimwear, uh shoes everything you name it you and name then it. So the we're, warehouse we're like a we're a little department store almost. a little department yeah. store right here uh in downtown cleveland okay and then for the warehouse what's the menu there so i'm soup salad sandwiches and pizza lunch seven days a week uh, i do a plate lunch on sundays we just try to keep it simple 11 to 2 every day go home enjoy our families in the afternoon so um that's the best way to do it that's I mean, the best you don't way have to, to open do it. at dinner yeah. and be be there all day and night well that then you give your other uh, restaurants an opportunity to serve that crowd if that's what they want i think that's the cool part about being a you know a, a business owner you get to figure out what that looks like for you there's no necessary right or wrong as long as you're making payroll right <laughs> <Barely>. <laughs> hey you know what as long as you're making it you know you're making it but that's i think that's the beauty too of a lot of people who want to invest in their communities is they want to be able to also enjoy their community and it sounds like you and your wife have kind of figured out that that little bit of a of a balance so i know um we were talking i was talking with becky earlier how the open house here on the square um i think that was earlier in november but the businesses go above and beyond with their storefronts like with changing out their windows now she mentioned there was three winners and i can't remember if h squared was one of them what first place she was <laughs> she's first place she's it's a big deal it is a big deal it's a big deal so uh, so when does she start thinking about that or when do y'all start thinking about the christmas decorations and transforming the the shopping i tried to stay out of the process i she she really goes crazy with it and so i just i just like i don't like to be dreading how much work i have to do in the future so i just say you tell me what I need to do and when I need to do it, and mm-hmm. then we'll go from there. So that's kind of the way I work Christmas. That's you know what you, your the husbands need to be taking notes of like how how this works. Yes, ma'am. What should I be doing? How can I help you? Um, but no, and I think I think that's really cool. I think it's cool too. It's kind of become Cleveland's little. Um, the sets it apart and around this time not only 50 nights of lights which folks should come out and see but also just the fact that the downtown shops goes that extra mile to make that sort of like you're in the big city sort of experience of window shopping cleveland does a phenomenal job everybody that has a storefront downtown they just they have so much pride in what they do they take such good care of their businesses and it's just fun to see everybody working together and having a good time all right so there's 160 million there's a hundred maybe not 160 million lights but there's 160 displays a million lights you mentioned you have a four-year-old and a two-year-old so i've got a three-year-old i'm right in the middle of that i know what you're going on with that and a 10-year-old you just wait and um so what's their favorite displays the tree you know, that's what Maddie said. The tree. I don't know what it is. All the lights that move and everything. They love the tree. They just want to come to the tree and run circles around the tree. They want. They stop. Every light they walk by, the baby says, picture. 
pictures. he stands there, not long enough for us to take a picture, but just long enough for him to say picture and then move on. So we don't have any pictures of him. Actually there, yeah. yeah. Well, you, there's still time, and I hear there's plenty of picture opportunities here up the mile-long 50 Nights of Lights. Um, and I told Becky said, too, that there's a lot of folks who get engaged with the with the lights that have the... The arches. The arches. I was right. like, help me out. I'm, I'm sinking. Yeah. The, the arches there, which My I think is... My niece did cool. last year. Really? Yeah. Everybody gets engaged there. It's the cool spot. It's the cool spot. It's the thing to sort of do. Okay, so there you go. If you are looking for a unique place to pop the question, we were, you know, Eric and I are planning it out for you. Yeah. Just come on the Cleveland. You will be set here. Uh -huh. Beautiful. Have a night. Stay at the Cotton. And then go eat at the warehouse. Plug that. Shop. Take her shopping at, you know, at Everything 8 Squared. Everything she needs will be at 8 Squared. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you bring the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can sort of have a memory there. But you don't. You can come with your family already uh, together, too. I think that's a lot of fun. I hear tonight is y'all's um, Christmas parade. It is. What's that like? I'm hoping it's not going to be too cold. It is very well, uh, let, You know, <laughs> but last night was supposed to be the christmas parade so right. let's be honest it yeah. is a little bit better weather than what you had last night i agree the parade here is another thing that people go above and beyond i mean you know you used to see like a trailer with some poster board on it now there's you know floats coming through downtown it's i mean it's a big city parade it's a big city parade will you and your uh children be in the parade we will not hopefully hopefully we'll be standing on the side Maddie's not in it. You're not in it. I haven't found anybody that's actually going to be in the parade. I try to stay out of a couple of things, and you, the parade's one of them. You have, you have your boundaries. You want to be able to enjoy it. Well, will your kids uh, be catching candy? They will be. They can have Maddie's candy because yes. Maddie said he was he was uh, saving his uh, guest calories for when the Delta Dairy opens back <laughs> up. <laughs> well, I drove a trolley through the parade a couple of years ago and hauled a bunch of people. And the brakes went out on the trolley. That sounds dramatic. And it was awful. So I was having, it was like the worst 30-minute trolley ride of my life, trying not to run over <laughs> kids. And uh, So I'm just done with the parade I see stuff. where they took your, your parade card away from yeah. you. You have been revoked from being in the Christmas parade. But you can come out and at least uh, and still enjoy it. If I was going to go to the warehouse for the first time, although I will say the chef salad's delicious, what would you order as a first-timer? You got like the top three. I mean... I really hate to say club sandwich, but club sandwich. That's okay. If it's good, it's good. The Haley Special mm -hmm. and the Spicy Bird. What's the Haley Special? It's very plain. Turkey, <laughs> cheddar, wine and cheese on a French roll, and that's it. But it's every high school kid's favorite sandwich. Oh, I love yeah. that. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Eric. Yes, ma'am. Y'all stick with us. we got a little bit more for you coming up next here from Cleveland. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I'll sing, Dad. Yeah, let's sing. Thank you, Ron. 
on up for the Christmas music. I appreciate that. As we continue from downtown Cleveland, we're helping them celebrate their beautiful display of 50 Nights of Lights. With over a million lights, they're transforming Cleveland into a winter wonderland this holiday season. Now, you got from now until January 1st to check out the lights. But I want to get to my guest who's joining us here, Richard Trimmel. You are a hard man to get in touch with, <laughs> and it took Becky now to get you here, so I want all the time to talk with you. You're the executive director of Delta Music Institute, which recently has been uh, recognized nationally for the entertainment industry studies and recording uh, studios or into, into the um, degree that you can get from Delta State. So first, welcome yep. and congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So how do you describe the Delta Music Institute when someone says, Richard, what do you all do there? What do you give them? Well, uh, we're under the um, School of Arts and Sciences at mm -hmm. Delta State University, and our program is called Entertainment Industry Studies. So in addition to my job as the director of the DMI, I'm also chair of the Entertainment Industry Studies program. And uh, we offer two concentrations uh, under that degree. It's a Bachelor of Science degree in Entertainment Industry Studies. And then students can choose from either Audio Engineering Technology or they can choose Entertainment Industry Entrepreneurship. And each of those tracks has uh, some classes that differentiate themselves. And, and there's a core of classes that all the students have to take that are related to the entertainment industry. Well, I think this is going to give parents a big sigh of relief if they have students in their life that's like, I want to go into the music industry. I want to be a singer or a songwriter. And there's some backup careers if that doesn't work out for them, correct? Oh, yeah. There, there are many careers in this. Um, you know, for instance, if you if you see a, a singer on stage, that's really just the tip of the iceberg. There are probably a hundred people at that venue who made that show happen, and all of those are viable careers in the entertainment industry. So, um, you know, with uh, the advent of some of these reality shows, everybody thinks that they can be a star overnight, and um, you know, it doesn't really work like that for everybody. Uh, there are a lot of people that choose to be behind the scenes that uh, want to be the person that. Uh, runs the sound or operates the audio for the broadcast or um, manages that performer, gets that performer from venue to venue, or that's handling the royalties for that uh, for that performer. So there are so many things that, uh, that happen with that. Um, you know, songwriters as yeah. well and publishers who get those songs recorded. And um, as you alluded to earlier, you know, all of this fits in with... Uh, we were uh, named one of the top music business schools mm -hmm. uh, in in the U.S. It was uh, Billboard, right? Billboard magazine, yeah, one of the uh, um, you know standard uh, publications that the entertainment industry looks to. Uh, we were named as one of the top music business programs in the U.S. What do you think sets you guys apart? I know you weren't out to get that kind of recognition. What do y'all do day in and day out that you think they took notice of? Right, yeah, there there is no application for that. <laughs> it, it literally just came out of the blue um, and I, I think what sets us apart is that uh, we have a, a small faculty to uh, or a low faculty to student ratio um, so we're able to give one-on-one -on -one attention um, to our students more so than some of the other institutions would uh, we hear about some of the larger institutions in other states that may have 900 freshmen um, That's a lot. And they're probably being taught by adjunct instructors, where as we're not as 
not quite as big, but uh, we're able to, to offer one-on-one -on -one time with our students um, and have small class sizes and generate a lot of meaningful discussions and you know and share a lot of our experiences with those students. Which sets them too, I would think, in a creative space, an opportunity for them to explore their own gifts and talents and maybe find where they would fit it within the music industry. Absolutely, yeah. We have, uh, you know, we're very lucky to have uh, some really great spaces at the DMI. We have uh, four state-of-the-art recording studios. We just recently installed a Dolby Atmos immersive audio studio um, that, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it may be the only one in the state at a at an educational institution uh, at least um, and you know we have our uh, Studio A which uh, sort of uh, uh, resembles Abbey Road where the Beatles recorded mm -hmm. in London it's a, a very large space that could accommodate an orchestra um, and then we have other spaces that are using industry standard gear that the, the students are going to see out in the real world at, at Pro Studios. It's funny you mentioned the Beatles. We were walking to lunch to Hey Joe's earlier today, Becky and a group of us, and she said this is the first time I felt like I was on the cover of a, Be yeah. <laughs> of a Beatles, Beatles album yeah. uh, crossing the street there. Yeah. What, how, how did you get to uh, DMI, Richard? Oh, uh, let's see. So um, this is my eighth year at Delta State University, and uh, prior to this I was... Uh, teaching at a community college in North Carolina where I had helped start a uh, entertainment technology program. Uh, it was in High Point, North Carolina. And uh, I decided that uh, after 15 years at community college, I really wanted to come to a university environment um, and have students for four years rather than two years. Um, so uh, this ad uh, was posted for a teaching job here. And I applied for that in July of 2015, and by August to, uh, August of uh, that month, I was here teaching. That's pretty cool. So you've so. watched the 50 Nights of Lights grow over the last 10 years as well. Well, oh, I appreciate yeah. your yep. time, Richard. We'll have to get you back when we can keep you a little bit longer. But well, you guys you. stick with us. you got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, take time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.